Hello everybody, welcome back to the As I See It podcast here today with another episode of Barca Base and another match review and reaction for today's Barcelona game. It was Barcelona versus Valencia at the Camp Nou and we managed to get a 2-2 draw. Um, what a shocking performance. What an absolutely shocking performance. A shocking display of tactical knowledge by Coleman, unfortunately. Substitutions that were some of the strangest I've ever seen in my life. Um, and just overall, a completely baffling day to be a Barcelona fan. What's going wrong? What actually is the root of this? Is there one root? Is it multiple routes? Probably the latter, in fact, definitely the latter. But at some point, we have to start making smart decisions, okay? And one of the smart decisions that I'm going to come to and speak about right away before we talk about the team lineups is playing Ricky Pooch. I've spoken about it pretty much in every single podcast. But once more this week, Ricky Pooch has been at the center of Barcelona news for Coman's complete and utter... Uh, complete and utter stubbornness and selfishness to not play him, okay? To not play a player that every single time he steps foot on the pitch is decisive, is the reason why we play so well. At some point, things cannot matter. Grudges can't be held. I'm not sure what Pooch has done to Komen. Of course, we know apparently when uh, Komen told Ricky Pooch that he was not in his plans and wouldn't get a lot of game time this season, the news got out to the papers. Komen has blamed it on, uh, blamed it on Ricky Pooch. We're not 100% sure if that's 100% accurate, but he has called him a leak or a mole, um, as reports would suggest. Komen coming out this week and saying Pug has Ricky Pooch has a lot of competition, but it's also possible that in training he doesn't do enough for the coach to make changes in the team. I don't know what he's seeing, right? I don't know what Pooch is doing in training, but I find it so hard to believe that Ricky Pooch, the man that is decisive in every single moment of a game that he plays, yeah, the man that puts his body on the line in every single situation that shows the most hunger, the most desire, the most determination, the most eagerness, the most willingness to do whatever is necessary to make the team win isn't training hard enough. I highly, highly doubt it. I can't see that being the case because this man is the reason, is one of the biggest reasons to why we are not playing the level of football that we should be. If you put him on the pitch, so many of our other problems would be completely and utterly emasculated. And it's got to the point now where there cannot be excuses made. I don't want to hear why Ricky Pooch isn't playing. It, this cannot go on. He is one of, if not our best player at the club. And he's not getting any minutes. He comes on against Juventus. Once more proves in every sense why he is so vital to this Barcelona team. Plays a man of the match performance in the few minutes that he was given. And is rewarded the next, the next game with zero minutes. At what point do we stop accepting 
the reasoning that Komen is constantly giving. I don't believe for a second that Pooch isn't training hard. I don't believe it. And even if he isn't, even if he isn't, some allowances have to be made for a player of this quality who shows the hunger, the desire, the willingness to win, the eagerness to compete. And every single time he steps on the football field is the decisive player. One of, if not the most decisive players. Some things have to be overlooked. Some things can't be overlooked. Whatever issue Komen has with, po- with Ricky Pooch has to be overlooked. It has to be. Because he is responsible for magnificent Barcelona football that we are being deprived of, that we're being starved of. A 21-year-old magician A 21-year-old superstar in the making is being held captive to the comfy seats of the Barcelona bench. It's completely and utterly unacceptable when we're seeing some of the worst Barcelona football I've ever seen in my whole entire life. It's completely and utterly unacceptable. And I've been the first to stand up for Komen and say we cannot continue with this managerial merry-go-round where we constantly bring in new guys and they're constantly the problem straight away. We have to give managers time. And there's a lot of things that Komen are doing right, that Komen is doing right. There's also things that he can improve on. The main one being playing Ricky Pooch. I've been the first to stick up for Komen, but this is unavoidable. This is unjustifiable. Pooch has to play. He has to play. He has to play. When we're playing like we did today against Valencia, and we're not playing a player that could be responsible for completely transforming the football that we are watching, it's completely unacceptable. And it cannot go on any longer. It cannot go on any longer. Whatever... The reason is, at this point, I don't care. Pooch has to play. End of. He has to play. And I don't buy what they're saying about not training hard, not having the right attitude. Every time he stepped on the pitch, his attitude has been perfect. This is a guy that has willingly stuck around at Barcelona, despite constantly being overlooked. He could easily have gone out on loan. He chose not to. He could have easily been transferred. He's chosen not to. He's put his career on the line. When we see the likes of Ansu Fati, who's 17 years old, 18 now, but, but is becoming a superstar at 17 and is getting minutes. All around the world, we're seeing t- teenage footballing phenom- uh, phenomenons that are playing. A football career is short. And he is starving his own career to make it in a Barcelona team. If that's not commitment, if that's not desire, if that's a lack of involvement, I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. It's unacceptable and Pooch has to play. 
Right. Well, sorry for the uh, the the such serious natures of the first eight minutes of this podcast, but I think it's really important to say it's completely unacceptable. It really, really is. Some of the football we're seeing is disgusting. It's so bad. And today was another example of that. As I said, 2-2, a draw at home against a poor Valencia side. Goals for Barcelona coming from Lionel Messi and Ronald Araujo. Um, just so poor. It's so poor. Let's have a look at the lineup straight away. Um, and interesting, interesting lineups, interesting choice. So we had... The lineup is as follows. Uh, Marc-Andre Tostegen in goal. Serginio Dest at right back. Centre-back partnership of Ronald Araujo and Oscar Mingueza being uh, given confidence once more as the young and inexperienced back two for Barcelona um, to keep their place. And then Jordi Alba playing, as we expected, on the left. Sergio Busquets also keeping his place in the midfield alongside Pedri and Coutinho. And we saw... Martin Braithwaite on the left, Antoine Griezmann on the right, and Lionel Messi up front. That was the lineup. Um, the most notable um, player to not be in the team was Frankie De Jong, who's been superb in the past couple of games. There was a little bit of a worry around a potential injury that he could have. However, he did end up coming on at half time, so. Either it was a big risk um, for very little reward. Um, if any, re well, no reward. We brought him on when we were 1-1 and ended up drawing 2-2. Two -two, so. um, but he did play well when he came on. However, as I said, he wasn't starting. So, yeah, majorly, majorly impressive to see Ronald Araujo and Oscar Mingueza get the start once more. Confidence given to them. There were a lot of defensive errors in this game. Not solely from those uh, two players, just generally... Um, uh, it's so poor. Coutinho coming back into the team. Pedri staying in the team. Um, and that was the lineup. Uh, I think it was pretty much expected that we'd keep a similar, um, very similar lineup to the one that we played against Real Sociedad in the previous game. Um, the only change, of course, being Frankie de Jong. Um, not playing and Coutinho starting. So let's start. Um, let's speak about the game, all right? First on, early in the game, you know, we had possession, we held possession, but it was clear that Valencia, they were going to try and break on the counter-attack and we just looked so shaky defensively. Um, and what was clear is that the midfield of Barcelona was occupied by essentially four number 10s. Messi, Coutinho, Pedri and Griezmann. And what that was meaning was that it was leaving very little cover for the two young defenders in Araujo and Mingueza when Valencia were to break. Um, even Busquets, who is meant to be playing as a single pivot, uh, is so far up in the uh, up the field that um, you know if he is unable to win the ball back, or a ball goes long over the top of him, or just around him, or whatever. It means that because our fullbacks are also so high, it's literally just the two defenders and uh, the goalkeeper to Stegen to beat for Valencia on the break. Um, and it was worrying. It was a very worrying sign early on. Uh, for me, if Busquets needs... For me, Busquets just needs to... to 
he needs to play deep within this system. If we're going to play with this amount of number 10s, we don't need an extra one in Busquets. You know, he has to sit deep and has to be uh, covering for the defenders and the goalkeeper there. Um, however, that was not the way it was. And once more, Barcelona were seemingly only willing to score the perfect goal. We just weren't shooting on sight. We were overworking it and we just looked so clueless in attack. We're just so pedestrian in attack. It's unbelievable. We are completely and utterly ruthless in attack and completely and utterly shambolic in defence. And that is the current Barcelona team that we're watching. It really, really is. It's dry. It's stale. It's passive. It's indirect. It's just poor, poor, poor play. It's really poor play. And it just seemed like we were so overcrowded in the pockets of space centrally, you know. It's a very fine balance between allowing players positional freedom, but then also having them be disciplined to the positions that they are supposed to be playing. And that balance has not been... It's not It's not right within the team. It's really not right. Uh, Komen has a lot to answer for in this game. A lot to answer for. A lot. But the players do too. It wasn't good enough. Lack of hunger, lack of desire. Same two words that I constantly use for this Barcelona team. Um, and consistency, once more, being proven. Um, there's just no consistency within our performances. The only consistency in our performances is the bad, uh, are the bad ones. So it's really not good enough. It's just not good enough. 15 minutes in... Still, we hadn't quite gotten into our rhythm. We had possession, but we weren't finding a nice flowing rhythm to the game. We weren't able to to play good enough football to cause Valencia real problems. Dest once more was able to supply some good balls into the box from the right-hand side. Um, but we were just so predictable in our attack. And we were so, so predictable in our attack. I'll speak on that a little uh, more later. Um, but, you know, it's just even 25 minutes in, it still didn't feel right. You know, we were lacking the penetrative outlet in our attack and we were far too passive in our play. We weren't capitalizing on our possession well enough. And it was our fullbacks that were providing the width, all the width, um, but just chaotic defense, just a chaotic defense. Um, from how we were playing early on, it was clear that we were not going to keep a clean sheet in today's game. It's just so clear, you know, it was shambolic defensive uh, defensive play. We were sloppy in our possession. We were misplacing a lot of passes early on. Um, and, you know, a little bit of understanding has to be, you know, made aware of because we did play on Wednesday. It was Saturday that we played again, a lunchtime game. Um, so little rest time, especially with pretty much the same team. But that understanding and compassion can only go so far, you know, it can only go so far. And unfortunately, we were too sloppy at times to to attribute it to playing midweek. Um, and then we go 1-0 down. It was so, so poor. The easiest goal Valencia will score all season. Corner came in and no one, literally no one is marking the Valencia man, Diacabe, who... Uh, who has all the time and space in the world to put the ball in the back of the net. It was shocking, shocking defense, uh, def uh, defensive play off of a corner, defensive setup. I think it was Griezmann, the short go uh, guy who's marking one of the tallest, if not the tallest guy in um, 
Diacabe um, in the Valencia side. And he just lets his man go. Diacabe makes the run. And he has all the time and space in the world. He's unchallenged. One of the tallest players in the Valencia squad. All the time to pick his spot and put the ball into the back of the net with a header from a corner. Shocking Barcelona defensive uh, defensive play. And we go 1-0 down. And what was worrying is after going 1-0 down, there was still so little conviction in our attack, you know? And I just hate Braithwaite being on the wing. Or Griezmann, to be honest. I don't like either of them being in the wing. It doesn't work well. Um, and I wrote in my notes, get Pooch on. Just get him on. But of course, we know that's not going to happen. I've addressed it already. Valencia were playing a low block at times. They were getting 11 men behind the ball quite frequently. Um, and we just had no way of dissecting a poor Valencia side. They weren't even playing well, which is the mad thing. They weren't even playing well. We were just so poor. Valencia were even sloppy in their attack. That was crazy. That's so worrying. This is a struggling Valencia side. A really struggling Valencia side. And the only way that we seemed to be able to create opportunities was the most predictable thing in the world and something that all teams now have become accustomed to with Barcelona. It's where Messi picks up the ball in a crowded midfield, finds Jordi Alba, who is extremely high um, on that left-hand side, plays into Jordi Alba. Jordi Alba tries to find Messi, despite if other players are in better positions. And it was just being cut out time and time again. Completely predictable. Completely uninvented from Barcelona. And uh, yeah, that was the only way we seemed to try and attack. It was so poor. So, so poor. And like I said, Valencia was so sloppy in attack. However, they had more clear chances than Barcelona in the first half. They really did. They really did. How is it possible that we have so much possession? But that doesn't contribute to clear-cut opportunities. And it still is the counter-attacking team that plays on the break, that gets few chances, but they're the ones that are getting the better chances. They're getting the clear-cut chances, they're getting the 1v1s, they're getting the tap-ins. It's not good enough. Then luckily, we managed to get a penalty right before the half, and in my opinion, it was very soft. But Gaia, who was originally uh, shown a red card for a push on Griezmann, um, the referee has to go to the monitor, has a look at VAR, wipes the red card, gives him a yellow, um, but continues to award the penalty or, or allows the penalty to go forward. And it was Messi to step up and take the penalty and Messi to step up and miss the penalty. However, we are so, so, so lucky as it bounces to Jordi Alba from the goalkeeper's save. A deflected ball back into the box means that Messi is able to head it into the net. And that made it 1-1. And at that point, it's game on, you know? It is game on. However, we needed to seriously, seriously step up our play. We weren't playing anywhere near well enough. And that concluded the first half of football. It was clear we needed change. We needed change. We needed a different approach. We needed a, to come into the second half with, with, a, with a more clear understanding of what we were going to do when we were in attacking situations and what we were going to do defensively. But that's something that no one can seem to drill into these Barcelona players at the moment. At the half, we did see a change. It was Busquets who came off for Frankie de Jong. And then we managed to get a goal. We managed to go up 
early in that second half, 52 minutes on the clock, Ronald Arajo, um, who is one of the most, <laughs> one of the players furthest up the field, uh, hits an unbelievable strike, almost Suarez-esque. Um, and it was almost like a bicycle kick to put us ahead. Uh, but I'll take it. Listen, we need it, but we're still uh, within our general play playing, playing very, very, very below par. Um, but we needed the win Big time, and that was a big, big goal by Ronald Arajo. 2-1 up, early into the second half. Now we settle, now we get the rhythm, now we score if we can. We create opportunities, we don't shy away, we don't let them press, we don't let them come on to us too much. We stay solid, we stay disciplined, and we work the ball into dangerous um, into dangerous uh, parts of the field and create dangerous situations from our play. However, that's not what we did, was it? It wasn't at all what we did. One thing that I did notice was uh, a structural tr- change um, that I believe Komen will have spoke to his players about in uh, uh, or in the halftime break. You know, in the second half, we saw Braithwaite and Griezmann playing far more centrally than where they were before, which was on the wings. And it was clear that we needed that, you know. It allowed them to play more direct. Um, and it seemed to be that it was Griezmann now occupying that kind of central attacking midfield role. Then we had Messi on the right, Coutinho on the left, and, um, and Braithwaite up front. However, 60 minutes in, Valencia was still playing better than us. <laughs> still playing better than us. Um, one thing I would say is that Coutinho on the left... Not a big fan of it. Uh, I've said that before, but he just really wasn't offering a lot, you know? Pedri seems to be outplaying him in each and every game so far. Um, and I'd love to give uh, Conrad de la Fuente a, a chance on that left wing whilst uh, Fati and Dembele are out. However, Komen opting to play Braithwaite there or Coutinho there. Um, but I would love to give Conrad de la Fuente a try, uh, give him a shot. I mean, really, how much worse can it be? Uh, but Komen doesn't seem to to want to do that. Um, and it was then a brilliant bit of play from Martin Braithwaite in the box where he should be. You know, now he's central. He picked the ball up. It was a nice ball in. He turned his defender brilliantly, got space in the box and played a nice ball into Griezmann, who once more is the least clinical man in the whole entire team. Uh, He just, I think he misses the ball or he just doesn't hit it well. It's just poor, poor, poor attacking play. Um, It was a good opportunity. Once more, a good opportunity goes missing for Barcelona as their attackers... Uh, especially Griezmann seems to be playing with zero confidence um, and zero clinicality. He really, really looks a shadow of the player that we know. Um, And I don't know what's going on. I really, I just don't know what's going on with this Barcelona team. But it's just so poor. It's honestly some of the worst Barcelona football I've ever seen in my whole entire life. It really is. It just so poor and then we get what we deserve shit performance shit energy from the team shit hunger and the team just isn't working as a unit it isn't working as a unit we're not pulling in the same direction we don't have the same vision we're not united Maxi Gomez pokes it in pokes it home uh, from the box Mingueza should have stopped the ball coming in he was actually in front of Maxi Gomez but allows Maxi Gomez to get at the wrong side of him and it's an easy poke home for Maxi Gomez um as I said before we're ruthless in attack sorry <laughs> sorry 
We're uh, we're completely unclinical in attack and shambolic in a, in in defence. We lack the ruthless edge in attack, is what I meant to say. Um, but that's the current Barcelona team, you know. That's that's what we're dealing with right now. Seventy second minute, and we saw Griezmann come off for Trincao. Hopefully, you know, allowing Trincao to to prove his worth finally um, and be a winger. You know, we we did we were we are missing the winger uh, wingers at Barcelona. Um, Ansu Fati, Dembele, those are two players that we're really really missing. Um, just the speed, the unpredictability that they provide, uh, the pace, just everything slow, pedestrian, passive, rubbish, shit crap I'm so bored of saying the same thing and problems need to be addressed and me as a fan at this point it's just exhausting it's exhausting to see what we're seeing time and time again we have a couple good performances scattered in with a bunch of shit and I was I was saying to uh to my friend it's like it's almost like what's the point in celebrating a win when we when we we just know at this point we know the pattern one good performance people get gassed the next five six games are just shit I will pick out De Jong though I thought he was good since he came on um, and it's good to see that he's playing better in the past few weeks uh, that was the only positive that I could pick out from the game and then one of the most bizarre substitutions. From our manager, Ronald Koeman, 78th minute in, we need a goal, we're drawing 2-2 at home, and we take off Coutinho for Longley. I just, I don't even know what to, like, I don't even know what to say about that. Koeman's substitutions since becoming Barcelona manager have been extremely odd, very, very odd. I never know what formation we end up playing once he introduces new players to the to the to the pitch. I don't understand it. We're completely on all over the place. I don't understand the system. I don't understand the team selection a lot of the time. I don't understand the exclusions of the team. The mentality isn't right. The hunger isn't there. The intensity is far, far, far away from our performances. And Coman's taken off an attacker for a centre-back when we need a win. And we're fifth in the... I don't get it. I really, really don't get it. I don't get it. Don't get it at all. Really don't understand what we're doing. Don't understand... I just don't understand, really. There's not much more I can say. I mean, it's literally like, at this point... I don't know what to make of it anymore. I don't know who to blame. I don't know what the problem is. We've now played two games more than sixth place Sevilla as we sit in fifth. Um, and Sevilla are two points ahead of us with two games in hand. So, yeah. I mean, that's the the current... <laughs> the current standings as I'm reading them. Um, of course, there's other games going on, but that is where we sit at the moment. Um, I don't really know what else to say. 88th minute and I saw the furthest forward player was, the furthest forward player, not just like from a corner or anything, the furthest forward player pressing was Mingueza. Like, what do you say to that? Our centre-back. Is the furthest forward pressing player in the team. 
honestly, what is there to say about that? That just that just completely and utterly shows where we are as a team. Lack of discipline. Lack of understanding. Like, what is happening, man? This is so bad. A few seasons ago, a draw against Valencia might have been, you know, a, an all right result. But considering our performances in La Liga so far, considering the way Valencia are currently playing, you know, Valencia are in 12th right now. After, after the point that they got at the new Camp today. What do you say about that? Like, what do you say about that? That they are a really struggling side. And they're outplaying us in our back garden. They're outplaying us at our home stadium. Jeez, man. I really don't know what to say anymore. I don't know what the problem is. I'm just going to wash my hands of the situation and see what comes of it before the next game. We have one more game before Christmas. Um, I mean, what do you... like? It's so hard to predict Barcelona games because we're so inconsistent. One more game, as I said, prior to Christmas, we travelled to Valladolid um, to play them. <laughs> And yeah, currently Valladolid sitting in 17th probably means we'll lose, doesn't it? I mean, it's just, we've now played 13 games in La Liga, six wins, three draws and four losses. It's just shit. It's really shit. But that's where we are as a club right now. Komen has a lot to answer for. As you know, I record these the, these match review and reactions right after the games, so I'm yet to hear what Komen has said um, or will say about uh, about the performance. What he what he you know, as I said, he has a lot to answer for. So it'll be interesting to see how he tries and justifies the poor, poor, poor decisions that he's been that he's been making. Um, but yeah, listen guys, a really poor performance today. We managed to pick up a point, thankfully. Um, but that's been everything for this episode of the podcast. If you want to stay up to date in between podcast episodes, you know where to find me. It's on Instagram at Barca Base Official. That's at Barca Base Official. That's where I post all new, exciting Barcelona content. Content You can stay up to date with the latest and greatest Barcelona news and updates. And uh, of course, there's original design uh, designs in there too um so you know we can stay we can stay in contact i'd love to hear your thoughts on today's game um what you make of the fact that ricky pooch is nowhere to be seen um and just what you think the answer is to where we are right now as a club i'd really really love to hear it so if you have any opinions about that head over to my instagram account my instagram page even at barca base official and let me know but that's been everything for today's episode of the podcast thanks so much for joining me i've been your host gabriel rodriguez and i will catch you in the next one peace